0: What's up everybody and welcome in to Commanding the Huddle. I am your host, Ryan Fowler from the Draft Network. Let's get right in to a week five preview. Tennessee Titans, Washington Commanders at FedEx Field. It's a brand new week, brand new hope. Every week presents an opportunity for this football team to get better. Are the Titans any slouch? Absolutely not. If I'm in the Titans locker room right now and I look at the other side in the burgundy and gold, do they scare me at all? Absolutely not. Look at the Titans, two and two. Fresh off of two wins. A home win against the Raiders, and last week a victory over the Indianapolis Colts on the road. So this is a team coming in hot, and for Washington, three straight losses after their week one win and, and a second half heroic performance from Carson Wentz against the Jaguars, they're 1-3, and 0-2 and oh and in the division. And I don't want to sit here and say that this is a must-win game for Washington right now, but... You don't, go, you don't want to go to one and four. You have to come back in an early week next week and play the Chicago Bears on the road in Chicago. And then you got Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers coming into town that following week in week seven. So this is a tough stretch for Washington. And I know a lot of you out there, before this season started, looked at this schedule and said, oh, it's an easy schedule. The strength of schedule. Well, that stuff is thrown out the window now here a month into the season. That doesn't matter. Teams fluctuate. They get better. They get worse. That's just the cycle and the life of the NFL. And now Washington, a team that was expected to be better this year, I don't think we could sit here and say that we expected them to be 1-3 and through four games. That we expected them to go in Detroit and beat the Lions, be more competitive than they were against the Eagles and Dallas. But at 1-3, and you heard Ron Rivera this week talk about potential big changes coming. Who knows what that means. Because in the past, Ron Rivera talks about changes, nothing happens. Whether it's from a personnel standpoint or from a schematic standpoint of what Scott Turner wants to do on O or Jack Del Rio wants to do on defense, if they come home this week and get run over by Derrick Henry, which we'll get into in a little bit and how to prepare for him in the best way possible, and they get to one and four as they head into Week Six and a short week on the road. There's going to be a lot of questions that are going to have to be answered from Rivera and his staff and the personnel that he's been deploying here early on in the season. So just like we have in the first few weeks, we're going to get into a positional group preview of the Titans, a team that is expected to compete for an AFC South crown this year, led by Ryan Tannehill at quarterback. And Tannehill is not going to blow anybody out of the water, right? He's a game manager. He's not a big time dual threat talent, but if he has to tuck it and run, he can He's more athletic than a Jared Goff. He's more athletic than a Trevor Lawrence that we saw in week one. From a a willingness as well to get outside the pocket, Ryan Tannehill can do that if you need him to. But just like last week with Cooper Rush, is he going to light Washington up for 400 yards and four touchdowns? I don't think so. I don't think he's going to throw for 330 and three touchdowns. Like I said, same thing about Cooper Rush. But he is going to manage the game. He's going to take care of the football. And he's going to hand it off to Derrick Henry 25 times on Sunday. That is their proven way of success. You have Derrick Henry in the backfield, a big six foot four, 247-pound running back that can run like anybody, run around you, run through you, run over you. He can do a lot of different things in the backfield and checks every single box that you want as a running back, and everything stems through him. But Ryan Tannehill is a game manager. We'll get into the weapons that he's going to be targeting. Most likely going to be out without first-round pick Traylon Burks. They took out of Arkansas this year. A guy that kind of had some mixed reviews coming into the draft process. Obviously, the industry made a big deal over his 40 time at the Combine. Instead of looking at game speed and focusing on film, Traylon has been decent in the first few games that he's played in that Titans offense. But Robert Woods, Nick Westbrook, rookie Kyle Phillips, they took... In the fifth round, out of UCLA, tight end Jeff Swain, Austin Hooper, and Chig Okonkwo was a fourth rounder they took out of Maryland, who was their leading receiver last year, excuse me, last week, against the Indianapolis Colts. But it starts with Tannehill, right? He has the ball in his hands every single play. But he's not a world beater, and he doesn't scare me from a defensive coordinator perspective, but it, again, it depends what Del Rio wants to deploy defensively, because right now, I have no expectations. For this Washington defense, but what I do know is that the guys in the middle, and Payne and Allen, where it stems every single week, they are going to have to shut down that Titans running game. It is Derrick Henry. It is Dontrell Hilliard. They drafted Hassan Haskins in the fourth round, a big back out of Michigan. As it starts to get cold, gets colder, that fall cool breeze starts making its way into FedEx Field. Hands start to crinkle up. They get cold, right? You don't want to tackle. And when you got a guy like 245 pounds coming down the tracks, it's an effort thing to tackle. Tackling is an effort thing, ladies and gentlemen. You can have all the technique in the world, but if Derrick Henry's in the open field and you got 10 yards of different dif- distance between you two, between yourself and him, and he's coming down the tracks at full speed, are you willing to put your shoulder pads in and make a play? Because early on in Washington's defense, I haven't seen that willingness I think we look back to that game against Detroit. and DeAndre Spliff's on his backside. He gets up and runs 15 yards in the end zone without anybody touching him from the Washington side of the ball. Inexcusable. And if they do that this week, Derrick Henry's going to rush for over 200 yards and probably have two or three rushing touchdowns before the clock strikes zero at FedEx Field and Washington walks out of there at 1-4. and four. So it's going to be a big test this week for Washington to limit. You're not going to stop the running game. But limit Derrick Henry... So they can't have play-action passes to Chica Cuonco and Robert Woods over the middle of the field. They can't take a deep shot to Nick Westbrook. You know, their receivers aren't going to move the needle for anybody. You know, Woods is a, the guy that they traded for from Los Angeles Rams. He's an above-average receiver in this league. Elon Burks is hurt. Nick Westbrook, college free agent back in 2020. A below-average name. You know, and then they have a guy, Cody Hollister. You guys haven't heard of a guy from out of Arkansas as well, just like Burks was, but just a little bit older. Not anybody that moves the needle, but again, everybody's in the NFL for a reason. And then you got Kyle Phillips, who's someone that I think could change this game for the Titans over the middle of the field in the short to intermediate areas of this offense for the Titans. I don't know if he's going to be in the slot primarily. If Benjamin St. Chuce is going to stay the nickel, as of right now, all signs showing that he is, I like St. Jude's in that matchup to use his length against a much smaller Kyle Phillips. He's 5'9 at best. Got that short area quickness, but I like St. Jude's feet. And again, the ability to reroute in the shallow areas of the offense and in those tight alignments. On the outside, it's going to be William Jackson and Kendall Fuller again. We will see. It's another week for Kendall Fuller and William Jackson to prove me wrong. From all the things that we've talked about on this podcast and what we've seen on game days. They have not been good. Is Tennessee's offense a world beater? Absolutely not as a whole. No. Their defense is one of the worst in the league right now. They're allowing over 410 t- yards a game. Total on offense. Over 290 passing yards and over 110 rushing yards a game. We may get Brian Robinson back this week. I'll talk to you guys about that in a little bit when we get to the defensive side of the ball for the Titans. That's going to be a big ad. But Daron Payne and John Allen are going to have another test on their hands this week. With holstering Derrick Henry in the run. So from there, let's get to the big boys up front from left tackle to right tackle. Dennis Daly, Aaron Brewer, Ben Jones is their center. Nate Davis, a third rounder in 2019. And Nicholas Petit-Friere, aptly nicknamed NPF, third rounder 2022 out of Ohio State. A name that you guys I'm sure you're familiar with following the draft process last fall. It's been fine at right tackle. But I like Washington's depth at edge. I think you'd like to move Montez Sweat around a little bit. See if Casey Hills back and, and James Smith-Williams and, and Shaka Tony get some more snaps on the edge. But Washington's product productivity right now on the edge hasn't been great. But I do like the depth that they have. And this is a rookie right tackle. They faced a rookie left tackle last week. And Tyler Smith for Dallas, he shut down Montez Sweat for a majority of that game. I'm not sure if Dennis Daly on the left side will be able to shut down Montesler for the entire game, but number nine, he's got to do something off the edge for me. It's another guy that I don't have any expectations for. He was somebody that they drafted a few years ago in the first round at the back end when they traded back in after taking Haskins. Then you trade back in and take him out of Mississippi State, a guy that was a freak athlete. But right now, his pass rush repertoire looks very limited. It's bull rush or nothing, trying to use his length to his advantage. The flexibility that he's shown off the edge isn't there. He's not showing counter moves to the counter moves that offensive linemen have. He has not been good rushing the edge the first four weeks of this season. So I remain to be proven wrong. I'm on Montez sweat as far as what I expect from him. He was a guy expected to have 10, 11, 12 sacks every single year for this Washington defense. Is it because Chase Young isn't on the opposite side? I hope not. He wants to get paid. He's going to have to put up productivity from himself because what if he isn't in Washington every year of his career and he goes somewhere else? That's what scouts look for and NFL evaluators. He has to have another elite rusher for him to get his. That's not a good thing. And right now, Montez Sweat has not been a good pass rusher. He's a below average rusher right now in this league. So I'm going to be seeing how he works against both Dennis Daly at left tackle and Petit Frere at right tackle on Sunday. So let's hop over to the defensive side of the ball for the Titans. A little bit of a 3-4 look that they like to run. Have some athletic linebackers, even though Zach Cunningham, they brought over from Houston a couple years ago, is out. DeMarcus Walker, Tier Tart, and Jeffrey Simmons, a big boy first-rounder in 2019, is going to be a handful for this Washington front five. We know Chase Roulier is out for the season. Sam Cosme has that thumb issue that he's been dealing with. Wes Schreitzer is in the concussion protocol. It's a mess right now up front for Washington. I think Charles Leno did a decent job against Micah Parsons on Sunday against Dallas. But right now, you're looking at the front five. It's going to be Charles Leno left tackle. It's going to be Andrew Norwell at left guard. It's going to be Nick Martin at center. You're going to have Sadiq Charles as the new right guard because they pulled Trey Turner last week. And right tackle is going to be Cornelius Lucas. But here's the thing. It's a next man up mentality. That's what the NFL is especially along the front five. And I like Washington's depth there, but I don't want to hear any excuses as far as a unit being bad. You have to make adjustments and you have to improve from week to week to be not just a competitive football team, but a competitive football team that also wins football games and find, finds ways to eke out wins. You're one in three right now. You need wins before things get bad in Washington. Norwell and Leno are still your base on the left side of that line. That is a good thing. But you drafted Chris Paul out of Tulsa for a reason as a guard. You've kept Cornelius Lucas in the building as that swing tackle. I know you guys remember Ty secchi The guy that could play left tackle, right tackle, left guard, right guard in a pinch if he had to. Cornelius Lucas can do that. I, rem- I We'll see what happens with Sadiq Charles at right guard. Remember, he was drafted out of LSU to be the replacement For Trent Williams at left tackle, when Trent went to San Francisco, didn't work out at left tackle, didn't have good feet, really, really slow feet. Now he's been playing guard. He's going to get the start at right guard, next to the right shoulder of Nick Martin and the left shoulder of Cornelius Lucas this week. We'll see how that front five meshes, because we know, and as we saw against Dallas, they're going to want to run the football early. Whether it's Gibson, Robinson, or McKissick, Scott Turner is going to want to run the football early against this Titans defense. They've only allowed one rushing touchdown all year. So they've been a little bit of a bend but don't break defense that we talked a little bit about with Washington being, but they have to get the ground game going. So the guys like T.R. Tart and Jeffrey Simmons and Bud Dupree coming off the edge. David Long is an inside linebacker they like to send. Rashad Weaver, fourth rounder in 2021, is our outside linebacker who leads them in sacks. So they can't pin their ears back and get after Carson Wentz which we've seen the last 3 weeks. So get the run game going you have to. You have to force feed the run game. And it's not and it's about also not being predictable. First and 10 in a brand new drive doesn't mean you have to run it every time. You get 6 yards on first down doesn't mean you have to run it again. Be creative and deceptive in what you're doing offensively to take the onus off of Carson Wentz's shoulders where he doesn't have to play hero ball on Sunday to keep you in the football game. I'm really excited to see Brian Robinson back on the field. What a story it's been. Biggest thing was praying for his health. Football aside. But he's obviously ready to go, ready to run some people over. And I'm really excited to see what Brian Robinson does this weekend. If he is indeed healthy enough to be active in play. Because if he is... There's no reason why he shouldn't be on the football field. Antonio Gibson's done a nice job in these first four games. Hasn't fumbled. J.D. McKissick's done a decent job. I want to see him more involved on third down. But, you know, the passing game has been really irrelevant these last few weeks because Carson Wentz has been on his back for 80% of his drop packs, it seems like. But get Brian Robinson the ball. Let him get those feet churning. Get comfortable within the flow of the game plan. And then that opens play action to Logan Thomas and John Bates over the middle of the field. That's going to open up deep chops to Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel. Potentially, Jami Brown and Cam Sims are going to get more work because there's no Jahan Dotson this week. He's going to be out the next two weeks with that hamstring injury, potentially, which is a bummer. You know, you, you finally get a, a, a positive on either side of the ball, and then he gets hurt. It kind of seems like Washington in a nutshell over the years. Something goes right, nah, and then it immediately goes wrong. It's like Chase Young, dominant 2020 rookie season, comes into 2021, plays a few games. Well, played the majority of the season, but then he tears his ACL. Just tired of negatives. Jahan Dotson was a major positive in Washington earlier this year, and they drafted him in the first round to take the attention off of Terry and guys like Curtis. They brought in Curtis last year and drafted Deami Brown to take the attention off of Terry. Now we're running into kind of the same issues. No Jahan. Well, you got guys in the back end here for Tennessee. You got Christian Fulton. They drafted in the second round. You're gonna have Terrence Mitchell. Guy is not great, but he's at the nickel spot. Has not been good for them. And then they drafted Roger McCreary in the second round out of Auburn this year. Playing some decent football. Then you look at a guy like Caleb Farley. Who can come and he can start on the outside. He can come in rotationally as that CB3 or CB4. They drafted him in the first round out of Virginia Tech in 2021. He's dealt with some injury issues. But he has all the talent in the world to be a shutdown guy on the outside. Then, of course, you got Kevin Byard at the roof of of the defense. One of the top safeties in football. So Washington's passing game, if they want to get it going, have got to be deceptive this week. They have to if they want to win this football game. Limit Derrick Henry on the ground and then in turn get your ground game going and open up play action over the middle of the field and get Carson Wentz in rhythm. It's where he's not trying to force the ball out, throwing sidearm throws to the flat, out of bounds, over people's heads. Make him comfortable. Let him get his feet set. Let him go through his progressions. And not just a second and a half and a one-man read. Let him get to his second and third progression down the field. We haven't seen that in three weeks. Second half of Detroit, we saw a little bit. Second half of Jacksonville, we saw it. But against Philly and Dallas, we haven't seen it at all. This offense has to be better. 18 points combined the last two weeks. That's not going to cut it. When your defense is on the field the entire time and your corners can't cover... That's a recipe for disaster. Washington has to be a lot better as we move in to week five if they want to leave FedEx Field at two and three with a chance, a really good chance to get back to 500 football in Chicago if they win this week against Tennessee. So that's going to wrap it up for today's podcast. Short and sweet, quick preview of the Titans, a ball club that, again, is coming off of two straight wins led by Derrick Henry. They got some talent in that secondary and guys, up front and Rashad Weaver and Bud Dupree that are going to be pinning their ears back and licking their chops after what they've seen from Philly and Dallas these last two weeks and getting after Carson Wentz. But it's the return of Brian Robinson. It's disappointing we're going to be without guys like Sam Cosme and Jahan Dotson this week, but it is next man up. You have to have depth on this roster and any roster to win football games in the NFL. I want to see more from Percy Butler. I want to see more from Derek Forrest on the back end. Let those guys get snaps. Jeremy Reeves. We'll see what happens at the cor- in the corners room with Christian Holmes getting more snaps. Or if they're going to keep Wild Goose. Castro, Castro Fields was inactive against Dallas. See if he's active this week. If it's not cutting it on the outside, with Fuller especially, put some guys in the ballgame that are going to compete for you and play better. And if not, make a move. Bottom line. I'm tired of the politics crap. He's getting money. Make a change if you have to. Get guys in the building that are going to play for you and play well. These are the guys you want to go to war with. Put your players in a position to win football games. Because as we've seen these last three weeks, Washington has not been put in a position to win games. And I hope week five changes that. So again, appreciate you guys tuning in. Follow me on Twitter, underscore Ryan Fowler, if you don't already. All my written work is housed at thedraftnetwork.com. Enjoy your weekend. Lots of college football to watch, obviously, on Saturday. And then we'll get into the week five NFL slate 1 o'clock, Tennessee Titans at Washington Commanders. Everybody enjoy the game. Enjoy your weekend. I will have a full game recap out for you on Monday afternoon. Thank you all again for tuning in. I always appreciate it. I'm Ryan Fowler from the Draft Network, and this is Commanding the Huddle. Thank you for listening to Believe.